the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I am truly joined today by one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, we we have been we've been friends for years. Uh, he's one of the few people I actually trust in this wild industry that we, that we call home. He is one one of the most successful mortgage brokers. And, and, and Dallas Fort Worth doing great volume, but more than anything, guys, this gentleman, he provides an experience like no other. And, and so I am so honored to have Milo Draven on the show. What's up, man? What's up, Draper? <laughs> Dude, I... I'm so excited. Look, all I'm giving you all the all the caps. Well, they're not caps, they're real teeth. All the enamel. <laughs> <laughs> giving you all the filler. Look, all the lips. <laughs> all, all of it. Guys, serving it you, all up. You won't be able to see it on on uh, the podcast itself. If you watch the video of this episode, I'm sure Milo will get me to blush at least four times I mean, by, by just saying something that he knows will make me uncomfortable. I, don't, uh, I never know what makes people uncomfortable. I just don't give a shit. That's true. That's right. And that's, that's why I wanted you on here. Right. And, and, and so, um, I don't, we don't really know guys where this episode is going to take us. I just know that I've been excited about it and we've been talking about it for good night, freaking year and a half, uh, to this point. And, um, I don't know why, but, but the Lord didn't want it to be until today. And, uh, and at some point we're going to, we're going to kind of figure that out. Um, and I just want guys, so y'all know how valuable Milo is to my life. Milo is my lender, right? Yeah, you, we've never, you said, we've, it wrong. You, you said it wrong. No, I know Milo's my LO. Yeah. That's, oh, the, that's, like that. the, <laughs> the, that's the, that's the tagline. Um, but for years now, no one's, no one knows this. So surprise for, for everybody that listened to this episode. Um, <laughs> Years ago, right? I told you, like, bro, you're my guy. And whenever we buy our next house, you you are my guy. And I we know just, thousands. We were just two nobodies floating along in South Lake at Lawyer's Title. <laughs> and can I can, can I tell everybody the the first like the first thing you said to me at the end of the first class? Yeah. That so I'm teaching a class. You sponsored the class. So we both knew George, who who works at Lawyer's Title. I didn't know you. You didn't know me. We we go in. I teach this class. Milo's in the back of it. And I don't remember. You had on like, I think you had on green pants that day. That's why I wore the green shirt. Oh, okay, cool. See, look, coming full, coming full circle. <laughs> and, and so your fashion was on point. And I just remember going like, this is a dude that I want to know. 
right? Because over the years, Lana has got me more and more into fashion <laughs> and like valuing that aspect of me. But you, you know, during that class, I talked about how I used to be a pastor and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and you came up to me afterwards and you said that, that I, you said, I just want to, what, uh, Nestle in your bosom. Nestle, nestle in your Christian bosom. <laughs> that, that, that is how our friendship started. Was the nestling that took place in <laughs> in my Christian bosom, and somehow we've made it to a podcast. Yes, and, and and so we're here. So, bro, tell tell everybody like real quick before we jump in, because this is going to be a wild ride that I'm truly excited about. Give everybody like a flyover just of of who you are why you do what you do so people can can get a glimpse into the life of of milo yeah so i'm milo draven uh if you don't know me you should i mean <laughs> it's a hashtag which makes it real yep. um, <laughs> i think this is lucky year seven <laughs> maybe eight that i've been licensed yeah i got into mortgages because at the time my uh then husband and I were getting ready to build a house up in 380 corridor with history, history maker homes. And the loan officer was trash. And <laughs> it's the nicest thing I can say. Sure. And I reached out to a hair client of mine because I used to do hair. I did hair for 21 years, who was a realtor. And she said, go take a class. I think that's how you'll figure out what he's talking about. So I ended up at champion school of real estate. It was a 20 hour, you know, class. So two days. And then I did the follow-up review the next weekend. And at the end of that, the teacher's like, okay, good luck, everybody on your exam. I was like, what exam? What? He's like, yeah, to get your license. I said, what license? What are you talking? What? He said to do mortgage. I said, mortgages for who? He said, for people trying to buy a house. I said, oh hell, hi. <laughs> <laughs> what is the actual good? <laughs> So two weeks later, I took my test and I'm in the rest of history. I'm on a podcast. What? Here we are. Man, look at us. We made it. I made it. Can't wait yeah. for our moms uh, to see this. They can be so proud. Just, it just was everything that I've ever done in my life has been, that's been worthwhile really has been an accident, right? It's I've fallen into it or I'm so good backed into it. No pun intended, but literally no plan, nothing, you know, it just happened. And so this just happened. And it's funny because I didn't think of it at the time, but as I've gotten stronger as an LO and, you know, more and more transactions, loans closed, it's really about being a servant. And yeah. you know me, you know, I'm a caretaker. So this is my way of nurturing and serving people as they take that next step into financial Financial freedom, really, because that's this is it, right? Millions are made by real estate. Billionaires, millionaires, their money is in real estate. So yeah. my mom just sold her house last year that my grandparents bought for 22000 right? Wow. She sold it for a million two. So when you talk about generational wealth. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's powerful. It. So yeah, well, so there you have it. Well, and it's, I, I love that you said, that, that you've accidentally kind of fallen into all this. And I 100% have accidentally fallen in to all of this on my side. Yeah. And I really think that like, that's what, in my opinion, has made you so effective on social media 
because you never, you know, most realtors, most lenders, they want to go, Hey, what do I need to be posting on social media to get business? Like that's where they start. It's all about them. You just post what you wanted to post because it's what you enjoy. It's what you like. You didn't give two craps if anybody cared about it. And again, to use your terminology, you backdoored your way into really good social media content that's so unique to you and that truly most people can't mimic because people don't love Gucci shoes the way you do. People don't love Louis bags like you do. And, and so nobody can go, oh, cool. I'm going to do what Milo does. All right. And so talk to us about like, first, tell everybody like some of the content that you do that I think is super unique to you. Um, because I think it'll spur on some ideas for the people that listen to this episode and, uh, and we'll see where it takes us. I mean, I think, you know, this about me, I I am contented to live my life on social media. I believe that everything I do is worthy of a post because I think I'm fucking amazing period. End of story. Like that's right. Again, if you don't know me, you should, you really should. Don't be jealous. Don't be bitter, be inspired, right? Like I'm trying to motivate you, like vibrate higher, honey, vibrate higher. (laughs) I don't talk about, I don't talk shit about people on my post. Like I don't get into all of that. I don't do a lot of politics because you know how I feel about that. Um, And really for me, it became social social media phase two, because this is really, this iteration that you see is phase two. Like I, when I got divorced, I had a really huge falling out with a friend of mine, former friend. And she said, cats laughs, you know, no one wants to hear about your fucking problems. And I was like, "Woo, okay. I mean, that was, that was a short version of the, of the conversation. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually getting ready to delete that Facebook account because it lingers. I've never, I don't go on it. But I feel like now it's time to close that door of that version of me. But this version, I decided, okay, it will become my diary, right? And what I vowed coming out of the divorce, and I think you know this about me, you know, the suicidal moments, like Mm -hmm. all of the darkest days was not on my watch. People can't feel what I felt, any level of it on my watch, Mm, right? The isolation, the, I'm gonna start crying. Um, The misery, the the hopelessness, like, no, anybody who's experienced it should, in my opinion, do what they can to make sure nobody else does. So that's sort of where it started. And even the angriest posts don't seem angry. They just seem hopeful because when it's all said and done, anger's not gonna get you anywhere. So in terms of, what I post about, you know, I post about my cat, right? Miss Diva Kitty, Miss Grayson is all like, you know, collars and kibbles. She, <laughs> <laughs> I work for her. Um, I, she's a lifesaver. So she has her own following. Yeah. I post about, you know, I mean, I have a sweet tooth. We all know like all the sweet teeth. Um, so I'll be posting food, cupcakes. You know, my closings are now called sweet closings um, because I do give a cake to my clients at closing. Yeah. I post shoes because a bitch loves shoes. I mean, (laughs) you know, no barefoot and pregnant for me. I got to have shoes. Um, 
so and you know i have expensive taste <laughs> so the shoes just happen to be expensive but you know fun fact right like i don't po- post in a way that is offensive or right. could be right offensive like I it's not say, even it's not it's also not braggadocious no i don't brag about it. it's not like look what i bought they were right. so, so you know look how much i made so much money on a deal so now i could buy these i'm a very um rewards motivated person so for yeah. me it's like look look i worked my ass off this is what i decided to buy myself and right you told me once which i i mean i i tell this story often um you said you, you're doing well man i was like what <laughs> and you're like yeah you know i finally looked up your shoes i because you keep posting these shoes <laughs> i finally looked them up and they're not cheap <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it Instead of having to be the LO that's like, I closed 4.1 million last month. You stack enough shoe pictures on top of each other. <laughs> and, and, and again, guys, the, the, what I, what, what I am always so mesmerized by with, with your content and guys listening, like go look, look him up on Facebook and we'll have that in the show notes and all that. Like you're such a great storyteller. Thanks. And so even on days that you're sad, right? Like, You'll have a little section of sadness at the top of the post, but then you always turn it around and bring a little bit of optimism to it. And then you end almost every post, you know, with like to my Facebook friends. Yeah. I hope your day is full. Right. And you're, you'll talk about joy and you'll talk about love and you'll talk about, you know, loving yourself and, and, and just, it's, you're, you're a master storyteller. And, and because you've, you've shifted. And again, guys, the beauty of this whole story is like, he didn't set out to do this. No. Right. It was a byproduct of you being unapologetically yourself. Yeah. And right. Then, so that now yeah. me as along with tons of other people across Dallas Fort Worth, we literally think I can't wait to see what shoes Milo wears to closings because they've become your closing day shoe photos. Yeah. It's part of the closing day package. And, you know, when I switched companies briefly a few years ago, the CEO said, I'm really impressed by your social media savvy. I'm like, why would I do? He said, you have people invested in what shoes you're wearing. Yep. And I said, like, and, but, and again, I think when, you know, you and I were talking about this before we, you turned on the, you know, the filming it's about being authentic and you can't fake authenticity. Like I don't think about, Oh, if I post these people are going to love them. Right. I don't, right. I don't buy them thinking, well, I wonder if these will make a great post. I buy what I buy because I like it. Yep. If I don't do the happy dance, when I put them on my feet, they don't get bought. I don't care if they're $49 or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you're, I don't say care it. if they're two, look, two figures or five. <laughs> I mean, I don't ultimately like I love a bargain like everybody else, but I also, you know, I've got good taste, expensive taste. I always have. So it's not about it's never about the cost or the brand even really. It's about look at these. They're fucking amazing. Like, how could I not buy these? Right. How could I not wear these? How did I forget about these? Like, (laughs) it's always just about the shoe. It's never really about me and the reason I really try on almost every post to, to circle back to for all my Facebook friends and family, like this is my hope for you guys. 
And, and I finish every post really with, and remember, if nobody else tells you, I'm on your side. Yeah. Because that goes back to the darkest days that I survived and not mm. having any inspiration or motivation anywhere and not feeling like anybody cared and not knowing how to get out of that fog and that cloud and getting angry when people either didn't want to hear what I was upset about. Like, it's okay to fucking be sad. It's okay to be upset. It's not okay, not on a judgment level, but it's not okay to dwell in it. Like you got to, you got to let it out. And so when I did Mondays with Milo for God, what was that? Like two years, almost two and a half years. It again, that was a weekly live video, weekly live on Facebook for 30 minutes. And it, it took a beat of its own. It was supposed to be for me to get used to being on camera for, you know, for work um, to make work content, like LO content, mortgage content. And it, morphed into a whole other thing. And the reason I stopped, and I think I told you this is because it started to become so much pressure to, to, to just make sure that what I said was worthy, that if somebody was needing me, that I wasn't disappointing them. And it just, Oh, I'm very emotional today. It, it became too much to bear. Like it breaks my heart on a, on a real level that I don't do Mondays with Milo anymore. And I'm trying to figure out what version of it I'm going to do because yeah. I'm ready to bring it back. I just, I need it to be a little different than it sure. was it, because it, well, was, it took a lot out of me over time. But that's also the, the beauty of all of this is the only way for you to grow and, and shift and do it different, do it better is to have done it before it, Right. So, so you needed that version of it. And quite frankly, if we want to like over spiritualize this moment, which I'm happy to do, there's no such thing as over spiritualizing unless you're a a Satanist. Well, good thing I'm not. Okay. So, I, I, but I, I choose to believe, and I think you do too, that like for whatever reason, like people needed you in that season of life. And, and you showed up very raw and authentic for them. And I think real recognizes real. And so, you know, people are willing to say things to you that they would not say to 99% of other people because you carry yourself in a way that says like, this is a judgment free zone. Yeah. You know? And, and so I, I think it's powerful and, and it, isn't it crazy? Like how easy it is for our industry to not recognize that, that you're in a service industry. Well, like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know how I feel about the mortgage industry in general. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's why I brought it up. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, it's, it's run by a bunch of crusty ass men who don't believe in emotion. Of course I'm generalizing. So don't come for me, people. I mean, they're come. I don't really care. Um, (laughs) Look, it's fine. And, you know, the value isn't placed on relationships, right? The value is be transactional, make your Monday calls, make your Tuesday meetings, do your this, wear your numbers. It's the slow game, the real game, the long game isn't valued 
because all that's really being professed is money, 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 money. We need to make money. We're, you're costing us money. It costs money to have the bit. Like, you know, rates are great. Like, and, and that's not it. Like the first, one of the first leads I ever got, it took four years. She wow. would check in once or twice a year. And eventually they bought their dream home in San Antonio, down in San Antonio. And I drove all the way down for the closing, but it was four years. And if you don't understand the value of someone trusting you because they know who you are, they understand you that you will take care of them. Like that's where the value is. And you said something really interesting earlier that is ultimately like what, what some people are dismissive of me with, right? It's, you can't duplicate you, Milo. You know, it's hard to teach what you do. Is it? Is it hard to teach to be transparent? Mm -hmm. Is it hard to teach? Be open. Is it hard to teach? Don't be fake. I mean, I'm confused. Like, well, I think it is hard to teach those things because <laughs> you have to choose to just be it or not. That's what I'm saying. So you can't yeah. teach like you. It's yeah. not about teaching it, right? You you can spread that message all day, every day, right? Yeah. It's no different than the message of you know content compounding and making sure you put out content. Like don't that don't look my crappy video is going to do better than your no video, right? right. Like that's yeah. we, we're preaching to not deaf ears. Right. But to closed off minds or hearts. Mm. And the problem with most men, and not that I'm a man hater, clearly, um, is you're right. You know, we're right. I wasn't, but men are raised not to have emotion. Yeah. Right? Don't really communicate. Be tough. Like that's bullshit. Nobody wants you to yeah. be tough in the mortgage yeah. industry. Half the time, the woman is running the deal. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. don't be condescending to her. Don't be tight. Like you, you, like, and the other piece is, this is for me, right? The way I look at it is, this is the largest purchase typically people will make. Yeah. It is already a stressful situation for them, right? It's almost like deciding to have a baby. You don't know when you're going to get pregnant. So you're right. deciding to buy a house, but you don't know what you like, right? It's all of this anticipation and emotion. So why not make it fun? Like my clients, we'd be laughing every day we laugh. Right. Right. Like I, I mean, one of my clients, I posted it the other day because I found that uh, this TikTok came on my FYP that said people who say fuck are highly intelligent. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of course oh. I had to post that. But I posted too on in that post. I said, you know, I have a client that said I drop F-bombs like unicorn farts. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> She was like, I mean, it, it took me aback the first two, but when I realized it's really just your vernacular, it's like you saying the, I got over it. <laughs> I said, yeah, it's more like an exhale for me. It's nothing violent. <laughs> so, but it's me, the, to me, it's just, it's being who you are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to be anybody else. And, yeah. you know, when I first got into loans, I tried to be, I tried to be what I thought a loan officer was, right? Yeah. Dress shirt, a tie, slacks, like very reserved. Then the next year I was angry about it, right? Having to be that person. <laughs> and I become, I became super gay. Like, uh, I didn't even get, you didn't even get my name. I was like, hi, I'm gay. <laughs> like, right? Like, hey. <laughs> and then, you know, then year three, I just sort of started to settle in. And now 
I'm just really unapologetic about who I am, how I spend my money, how I live my life. And I think part of that is because of how I was raised. And I think the other part of that is I've gotten to a level of acceptance in my network of people that I can lean on that acceptance to hold me up when yeah. I I know in the industry I'm in, I am not accepted. I, you know, you know, we're talking about this before, again, before record, I'm not invited to the table and my production mm. is strong. My personality is big and there's no reason I shouldn't be more than in the industry I'm in other yeah. than they don't know what to do with me. And, and I think you said this to me once. I really do think you said this. You, you don't do anything with me. Just fucking let me be. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let me be, and it will be the best thing for everybody involved. Honestly, right? And I don't. I'm becoming less and less interested about getting a seat at the table. I told you this, right? Uh-huh. I'm not interested in being at the table. What I'm, what I'm becoming, even and on top of that, less interested in being recognized that I deserve to be at the table. What I'm about to start doing is making my own motherfucking table with my own motherfucking people <laughs> and let the other old ass p- table be like, oh, that's a real, look at that table over there. Don't look, don't even, look, don't look. Don't look at I want to be at your table. Boom, thank you. That's where I, that's where I, I want to see. <laughs> you know, there's no kitty section here. <laughs> well, and I, but I will say, and you and I have talked about this before, you know, the one thing that, that in my opinion, you're not doing enough of right now is video, right? You, you quit doing Mondays with Milo which you're going to revamp and, and, and bring back. But, but I do think that all, all the, all the, the, the so-called tables you do or don't want to sit at, and this is for anybody, if you were doing more video content, then I believe there would be a whole lot more people that know you, which would also result in more haters, but it would also result in, in more lovers, you know, I mean, like, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about, insecurities and all that stuff. And, yeah. and I said, look, I, I've invested enough in this space. It's ready for lights. So, <laughs> so as I sit here in my office at home, I have two, look, I look like a stewardess. I have two lights here <laughs> and one right here. <laughs> I got a nice 18 inch ring light, just shoot that. Oh. And I've got the uh, metallic, whatever the aluminum ones. Yes. Look, how, <laughs> How fun would a would a flight be if you were on you were the, on the voice? Can you, you imagine know, of the of the plane ride? Maybe they the so airways good. the air is not so ready good. for that. That's why. So, Milo, <laughs> can can we coach people for a sec? Yeah. Like, because what I want to talk for a little bit about is being unapologetically yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, so let because let let let's talk about you and I. Right. For, for a second, for me as a heterosexual white male <laughs> to be able to be like, just be yourself, guys. It's so easy as the most accepted form of our race. Right. If we can just have this conversation in complete transparency. Yep. Right. It's it's hypocritical of me to try to tell any woman to try to tell any person of color to try to tell any 
any gender that identifies differently than I do as the way we're supposed to, right? As, as our society paints it, you represent all of the stereotypes, <laughs> right? Yep. When, like when God made you, the mold was truly broken. When God made me, the mold wasn't broken. <laughs> there are plenty of these out there, right? But, but for, so for you, for me to be able to speak to being yourself, it's different than when you can speak to it yeah, as wow. someone who has faced oppression, who has faced people truly like hating you. And so I would just love to hear you talk about like that journey <laughs> to acceptance. And we yeah. may both cry a little, like yeah, I, I, mean, I can already fill my eyes fill, filling with, with water. Yeah. I um, mean, it, as I prepare for this answer, yeah. but I just really think, man, like this is where people are, right? Like, yeah. I mean, look, I, I am a survivor of abuse. We'll leave it there. Right. Yeah. I, um, I am part of two marginalized groups, right. As a, as a homosexual and as a Cuban Puerto Rican and within my own Latino heritage, I'm marginalized because Cubans hate Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans hate Cubans. Like, <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> uh. I don't even tell people I'm Nicaraguan <laughs> half the time because they don't know how to pronounce it. So, uh. and I don't, and I never tell anybody I'm part Scottish because the whites underneath anyway. So like, I really am part Irish, like, you know, so I, <laughs> I don't even claim the white, but the, the real truth is the journey is a fucking beating and yeah. you like I, I mean i'm gonna go ahead and call him out because he'll never see this i mean if he does that's just a god thing so scott countryman <laughs> all right when i was in seventh grade told me i had a pig nose and to this day i i my like i can't deal with my nose i've gone multiple times to have like rhinoplasty but then they tell me well then you need a, a new chin because your chin is going to be weak if your nose is stronger like it is it, right so now it's like a white standard so i've never done it and I've i think your nose dysmorphia. is great. like you know i've got all this shit like we all have shit yeah not, and i've got my own bag but ultimately the journey is me not giving up because i I just, I wasn't raised to fail. Like I wasn't raised to give up. And so, you know, I went to private school on, on a scholarship. I went to Vassar. I, you know, I could have, I went to boarding school. Like I've had all of, I've had some great opportunities for sure. And for lack of a better phrase, I'm, I'm whitewashed for sure, but I come from nothing, like absolutely nothing. And the the wins now are because I didn't give up. And mm. when I did give up, I survived it, right? When I was right on the precipice of death a few times, right? I came back and eventually after the third event, I talked to my therapist. I was like, so clearly I'm not supposed to be dead. So help me live because I don't, I don't know how to do it. Like I... Mm. I don't know how to be alive. And it became a journey of segmentation. 
not looking in the mirror and seeing the nose and the round face and the bald head and the wrinkles. It became about watching the five teeth that I was brushing or looking at the one good eyebrow versus the other one, or, oh, I look, this color looks good or whatever it was, it was never the whole. And it's, it's a survival instinct for me. And yeah. now, you know, I'm 50 fucking four and a half and then <laughs> in a month more, but I'm past the point of being bogged into the minutia of all of that. And it's cost me thousands of dollars in shoes, thousands of dollars in bags and wallets and, you know, accessories um, in cars. Like I've done everything that anyone does to prove they're worthy, they're successful, they belong. Um, And now I'm disinterested in it. I don't need anything in the quantity that I have it <laughs> or to validate who I am. Yeah. And I've spent enough money now on my face <laughs> <laughs> and I make zero excuses about it. Like if you want to call it Brotox because you're straight, then it's Brotox. I mean, like, you know, some of these injectors, like, come get Brotox. I don't want fucking Brotox. I want the good shit. I don't know what the bros get, but I want what the bitches get. No offense, women. I don't mean that in a negative way, but I want the good shit. Oh. Right? And so I've got the Botox, Brotox, Gaytox, whatever it is. It's Gaytox, honey, because it makes me happy. Um, I've got the filler in the lips. I asked for my 18-year-old lips back. <laughs> So that hurts. Anybody who thinks getting filler, I mean, fucking lips hurt. Um, no, thank you. I, I had them put some filler here in the cheeks because you that bone recedes. And she just shot my jawline a couple weeks ago. But what? And when, and when I tell you, I looked in the mirror maybe last week. I thought, oh, 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 you, oh, you look good. Mm, come on. <laughs> How, how you doing? <laughs> Bitch, I would date me for sure. Now I look good. <laughs> but what I hear you saying is you've shifted to like, you're doing that for you. Yeah. it's You're not, not doing no, that to try to please others. No, because, because other people will hold you down. Oh, yeah. you don't need that. You look good. I don't feel good. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And what's funny is over the last few months, right? Because this, the first time I got Botox was December. So it's been almost a year of sort of tweaking and enhancements, right? But one of my friends, I said, let me show you some pictures. So just from two years ago, last, she's like, you look younger. Well, yeah, of course I do. Like that's, and it's not about trying to look younger. Like I'm not interested in looking younger. I'm contented with the age that I am, but I want to look my best. Right. I don't want to look my best for anybody other than me because that gives me power. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that nobody can take away. Like the fact that I looked, <laughs> I will not cry on this ride. The fact that I looked in the mirror and actually was accepting of everything in mm. one look, it wasn't segmented. It was, me embracing who I am yeah. finally 
after we'll call it 40 years, right? From teenage on, it's it's okay that I'm this complexion. It's okay that, you know, whatever it is, like you're okay, like you're good enough. And, you know, I've got all these lights on because I don't want to be in shadow. Like I don't want to look bad, but part of the reason I don't do a lot of work related video or, you know, mortgage content is it's so dry. Yeah. It's, and, and again, I've heard for so many years that I'm not doing it right. Right. If sure. you're not doing it X, Y, and Z way, then you're doing it wrong. And I talked to one of my mentors and I was like, look, there was two, it was at a branch. And I was like, I, I, I don't need you to reinvent the wheel. It's fucking round and it works. Yeah. But every car has a different tread. Right. So I need you to figure out what tread suits me and then let's hit the road. And it's hard for men, right? We go back to this for straight men to really tap into what I'm asking. Right. I'm asking you to help me discover what's going to make me better. And they all give me historically, right, in the mortgage, I've gotten the same answer. Make these calls, do like, okay, but that's what you're telling every fucking LO to do. Like, I'm not like every other LO. So why do I want to do what every other LO does? And then if you don't do it, I'm a diva. Do you call, you know, so-and-so a diva or am I a diva because I'm gay? Sure. What the fuck, right? Like, you know, one company I worked for and I quit the, like literally days after it was, hey, Milo, come here. And I you know, went over there. Hey, we want you to pick out the, the, the two gay guys in this picture. What the fuck is that? Like, am, am I, is this a, is my gaydar like a, a, a trick, like a party favor now? I mean, I picked two yeah. guys and they were like, yeah, those are the two. <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, what can I say? But it was unprofessional and inappropriate because yeah. If it had been just the two guys that I worked with, great. But now you've brought in four other people that I don't know, right? And and yeah. that are higher up in the end. Like it's fu- it's fucking embarrassing and it's degrading. And it's like I'm not your dog, right? Right. Look, beg for a bone. Like what? Pick out the gay people. And I left. Literally a week later, I, I was gone. Um, and they didn't understand why I was leaving. I said, but if I tell you why I'm leaving, it'll be a fight. And I'm not going to fight with you about it. So I'm leaving because there's somewhere better for me than here. Yeah. And that's that, right? And, yeah. and they, to this day, they don't know. And if either of them listen to this podcast, which I hope they do for your sake, right? Surprise. It's amazing. Surprise, bitches. <laughs> uh. Surprise. I mean, in my industry, you know this, it's all about numbers. And yeah. And people lie about their production, right? They're pompous. Like about when I first started, I thought, oh my God, all of these people are so, these mega producers at all these networking events, right? Yeah. Then I realized, oh, y'all ain't got no money. You're trying to get that free food. (laughs) You hear it with them drink tickets, (laughs) them snacks. (laughs) Like when you're busy, you don't have time to fucking drive an hour away to get a snack. Right. You're working. <laughs> like so you true. DoorDash your snack. I mean, so for me, 
the journey is, you know, coming back, sorry, because you know I'll ramble. It's about just understanding that no matter what anybody tells me, it's my voice that matters the most. Yeah. And what I believe becomes my truth, becomes my reality. Period. Yeah. So that's I love that. That's where I am, right? I and and I think you've seen it on my post more lately. Like mindset matters. Like it, you know, mm-hmm. of course, I, you know, I suffer from mental illness. I, I battle it, I deal with it. And the reality is I can't dwell. And, you know, I got into it with my boyfriend not too long ago, not nothing crazy, you know, just an argument. He's like, you're fucking acting crazy. And I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're done talking. <laughs> like done. Yeah. He looked at me and I said, I'm done. I have nothing else to say. And the next day he was like, well, I, you know, I, I didn't call you crazy. I said, okay, if you tell somebody that I act like an asshole, you're basically calling them an asshole. I said, <laughs> you cannot tell somebody with mental illness, by the way, you're acting crazy. I said, you don't know what that triggers. Yeah. You just don't. I said, and I'm not in a fragile state anymore where that bothers me, but I'm not going to engage in that because I'm smart enough and old enough to know where this line of right conversation is heading. This yeah. is going nowhere healthy for anybody. So I think for me now, it's I, I'm really, you know, from me to you from the heart, I'm so honored to be on your podcast because you're a fucking superstar. Like, you know, you have always been amazing and you've always been this big, gentle giant, this kind man, but now you get the recognition and praise that you deserve. You've worked so hard for it. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing it for you. Thank you. And, and I think it's amazing. And on the flip, right? Like down the street, right? Uh, that's where I am. I'm on the corner looking at that subdivision going, one day I'm going to get me a house up in that bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get through them gates too. <laughs> but I'm not angry. I'm, you know, I don't begrudge anybody any success and nobody's hustle. You know that. But for me, I'm not angry anymore about not being accepted in my yeah. industry or whether I'm not present enough in video, like whatever the case may be, like I take accountability for what I have or haven't done. It's put me where I am. And I'm also at peace with what other people have or haven't done because there's a lot of people, honestly, that could be helping that don't. And that's okay. Like everybody has a journey. And, and that was something I learned, you know, post divorce as I was spiraling down the people that I thought would be there to hold me up were the ones that ran first, Mm. but like attracts like, and the ones that ran had some version of my disaster in their life. So you don't want to see the reflection of, well, this could be you. Oh, wow. But the people who lifted me up were the newer friends, the newer clients, like you're going to be okay. We're getting right. It's, and they're the ones that have stuck around. And one of my good friends apologized maybe mm. two years after everything went down. She's like, yeah. I'm really sorry. I didn't know what to do. I said, it's okay. She said, it's not okay. I said, no, it's okay. Like I'm okay with you not knowing I wasn't okay then, but I get it. And that's powerful now for me in my business. 
right? Yeah. I'm not for everybody and I don't fucking need to be for everybody. That's, I don't want to be a billion dollar producer. Like I, that's not the quality of life I want that I don't, what I will lose to have that kind of production, even if I were, you know, I, I lose the essence of why I do what I do. Sure. I don't want to be an LO who has a huge team and I don't talk to my clients. I don't know what their journey is. I don't know anything. I'm yeah. just, it's just my name and yeah. my product. Like, and I, like more power to everybody out there who does that. That's sure. fucking great. That's your dream. Congratulations. It's not mine. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay. I had an amazing, well, I, go ahead. My, no, I, I was just saying, man, I think whether we did this on purpose or by accident, I, I think you have unlocked for people like for anybody that even though we've we've talked way less about social media than we have talked about social media. Yeah. What we have talked about, like being unapologetically yourself, getting to a place where where you love yourself, whether others love you or not, like these are the underlying themes that that I think are necessary for us to show up online yeah, regularly. Sure without being exhausted because we're trying to show up as a different version of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I, you're not in this one group that I have, but cause it's all just realtors, but I did what I call, you know, a business post. <laughs> I went Look at you. And, what? you know, and, and it was so funny because Facebook has changed. Like yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, what is this? Cause I don't normally go on live from my desktop or like my laptop. And I was like, what the hell? And then I started the video and then I was laughing. Cause I was like, oh shit, I did it start. I didn't know what's going on, you know, but I also gave the information in a way now that is very authentic to who I am because yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to repeat it. I don't care. If somebody who hears what I'm saying thinks, oh, he's fucking gay. Oh, he said, fuck. Oh, I would never use him. No, but you listened to that whole damn video. So you got that information, didn't you? That's right. So then my job was done. Like my value is there. You better add and, me to that group. I want to see that. <laughs> I'll add you. I mean, the value's there and maybe I'm not for you, but maybe I'm for the next two or three of your other friends that are realtors. Like, and well, that's sort of what's happening, right? It's, it's. I have a big problem with like, like you, like we were supposed to have lunch yesterday, you and I, you got a migraine, right? So we're going to reschedule Yeah. when we have lunch at all the lunches we've had previous to this one, you're going to say the F word. You're <laughs> going to say something that makes me feel uncomfortable though. That happens less. I think earlier on in our relationship, I got way more uncomfortable than I do now. I think I have, you know, progressed as a human being, uh, thanks to you. And, um, it bothers me when people speak a certain way when we're together, but then they won't speak that way when they do video. Yeah. It bothers me. And, well, and when people say, why it's a lie, it's, it, it, it's, it's 100% a lie. And, <laughs> and that's why it bothers me. And, and I, I told somebody the other day, I was like, if, if you're okay cussing in person, but you're not okay cussing on video, you need to reconsider what you're doing at all. Like, do you really not want to cuss, but you're cussing because you want to be cool? <laughs> or is it you just actually love to cuss? Then cuss in your videos, man. 
Well, like, I mean, be I you. Posted, yeah, I posted the other day, right? About the with that TikTok video, the guy that said, you know, people say fucker smart. And I, in the, you know, in the text of the post, I said, like my grandmother said, if it's something you can do, then it's not a curse word. Which basically means there is no curse word. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the curse words. But the other part of that is, right, like I went to private school. I went, I mean, I went to public school too, but you, when you start dealing with higher education, right, or more educated people, oh, you just sound ignorant. Okay, well, guess what? There's a lot of ignorant sounding people out there and they will relate to this. 100% way quicker than they relate to what you're putting out there. And but but here's the cool part to me. I don't cuss. Yeah. I will not. Like I'm not going to. But because I just love people who are themselves. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> right? And you stand us side by side and we have probably more differences than we have similarities. Yet I love you like a brother. Yep. Be- because of who you are. And I, I would think that you would have the same, you, you know, you'd say the same thing to me. No, I don't. And, I mean, and, and, and that's what's wrong. You know, that's what people need to understand. But even when, so I'll, I'll bring this up because it, it will, gla- will glaze over it. So when black lives matter happened, you already know, right? I think, you know what I'm going to say. And everybody, all, everybody was, had something to say about something. Right. And I'm like, what, what, what is happening right now? Like every, every white person felt bad. Every white person wanted to be, be the change. And I'm right. And then you made a post and I messaged you. Yeah. And I was like, come on now. Right. And you were like, no, we can disagree. I was like, no, come on now. And eventually, I mean, we've never argued. We didn't argue then, but, you know, we agreed to disagree, but I didn't have, and this is how, you know, it's a real friendship and it's, and it's real love, right? It's, it's a real admiration. I had zero qualms about sending you the message I sent you. Right. right? I wasn't worried about hurting your feelings. I wasn't worried about how you were going to interpret it because I knew you would understand exactly where I was coming from and that it wasn't necessarily an attack or a dig on who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, and, and it was a volatile time for a long time, right? Yeah. And what aggravates me, watch this segue. Come on. What aggravates me is it's bullying. I don't give a fuck what side of any of the argument you're on. Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. Trump, make America great, all that shit. Everybody, not everybody, people tend to now be aggressive in the delivery of the message. And it's not hate speech as much as it's anger. And if you don't believe this, right, you, child, what? I thought everybody was going to church on Sunday. Should I know people go to church three days a week? How in the fuck is this happening? Like, Um. (laughs) <laughs> Where is the live and let live? I'm not going to judge you because that's God's job. Like, right. I, like, Lord, like I, I'm so disinterested <laughs> in what everybody else is doing because just to get up out of bed every day is a challenge. Yeah. Depression or not, like it's just a challenge, right? Every day is work and effort and 
I I can't be bothered with how people I don't know or care about think or feel. Yeah. I have so much bandwidth, right? And if if you only have a certain amount of bandwidth, why do you want to expend it negatively? The energy, mm-hmm. right? There's no value for anyone. Don't if you can't make a post about your cute dog or your wife or your husband or whoever, something happy, how in the hell do you have time to, to get on and do hate speech or anger speech? Like, is that who you are? Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And for me, right, I can't complain about not being at the table if I'm not presenting myself like somebody who should be at the table. And I finally got to the bottom of it in my own mind, right? I don't really want to be at the table. (laughs) I don't want to be there. I want want that level of, of respect and acceptance, but I don't want to necessarily commingle with it. Sure. Right? Like, you can be in a room of 120,000 people or an arena, a stadium. You're not going to get along with all of them, even if you're all LOs or all public speakers. We're talking about the Cardone event. Like there's going to be a small percentage of that crowd that you actually relate to on a real level. And those are your people. That's your tribe. Those are the people you get on social media for because they're the people that are going to share your video. They're the people that are going to speak about you in offline. Like it's not. And I think that's where people get fucked up with social media. They're trying to reach everybody when the reality is you have to convince and inform your network that yeah. you are the best, most viable option in whatever arena you're in, real estate, mortgage, speaking, maid service, private chef, whatever it is. Yeah. That's who you have to reach. It's not the strangers. So, it's not the strangers. Yep. And I always laugh when you make this post because you make it often. <laughs> and that's not a dig, but it's because <laughs> like you say shit over and over because people don't get it. And I'm like, God, oh, just yeah. this one again. And it's the... Stop introducing yourself. People know who you are, right? <laughs> yeah. I was actually today, I was like, I need to do another video about that. I already know. And, and so like <laughs> when you say it, I'm I'm editing it in my head. I'm like, these motherfuckers still saying hi, this is so-and-so. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, they are. I mean, right. And like when I introduce myself in a video, which is not often, but I'm like, if you don't know who I am, you should. My name is Milo. Like, let's keep yeah, moving. yeah. You're right, like- <laughs> you're being playful with it. Yeah, that changes the dynamic. Yeah, look. If you don't know who I am, get off my live. <laughs> right. Well, we gotta we gotta land this plane, dude. Yeah, land it. Because you know th- this this might go down as our is my longest episode ever. Um, <laughs> which we very well knew it could be before we hit the record button. We we might just need a part two of this. Part two, but but I but but here's but here's what I truly believe that there's going to be a lot of people that like this is what they needed, right? Just a raw conversation, (laughs) and and a little dose of Milo goes a long way. (laughs) That's right. 
and it and it and it tastes good. You I know? know that's what and he so, said. What? <laughs> so man, like, dude, there's the blush. <laughs> thank you. You walked right into that as, one. <laughs> as my beard begins to glisten in the, in the sun coming through my window. That's hilarious. Thank you for giving me your time and for no, pouring yourself you for, into these people. No, thanks for allowing me to be on the podcast. And thank you for always recognizing that I have value because 100%. I know as long as I've known you, that you've been a supporter and a friend and a better supporter and a better friend. And like, I, I adore you. Like I adore you. you. Know, I don't say it very often because we don't talk a super lot, but I mean, I love you and I respect you immensely. And I'm so happy for everything going on in your world. Like I'm going to rub on that belly next time I see you. So I can get a little, little, little piece of that Draper charm. <laughs> I'm going to give me a little bit of Draper magic. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When I get to the table, I'll make sure there's a seat for you. Come on. <laughs> I'm ready to ride your coattails everywhere you go. <laughs> hey, how do people, how do people connect with you that listen to the episode? Uh, I mean, like friend me on Facebook, you know, it's Milo Draven, Milo with a Y, not an I. Um, it's Milo underscore Draven on Instagram. It's Milo Draven on Facebook. Okay. Um, just message me. I mean, I'm not gonna put my digits out here like that. This is no, no, no. that kind of call. But anyway, <laughs> we're not we're not trying to yeah, but find me on tender. social media. And the reality is I may not do what people value, right? Anybody that listens and goes to find me, but what I think everybody can take away from my social media is being honest is easy. So good. Boom. Come on. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, whoever the next guest is will not be as entertaining as Milo. Um, I'm not even going to try to pretend. So I feel bad for whoever I invite on the show <laughs> to follow this episode. But nonetheless, guys, I will do my best to be back next week with somewhat of an interesting person with probably a little less interesting story than Milo's and no curse and, and a lot less cursing probably. and maybe less <laughs> cursing. So we'll see. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the social media mindset podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content, because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.